0: Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or... If it's even possible, I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the personalized roadmap to teacher burnout recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery. That's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, teacher friend, you're listening to episode 16 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. One of the things that I heard from so many educators in my DMs, my email, my comments was that teacher pep talks were so needed. I did extra bonus episodes in August to support you in that first month of back to school, bring you that realness, that motivation, that validation and pick me up. So if you haven't listened to any of the previous pep talks, I totally recommend going back and listening on your way to work in the morning or after a tough day. But when it comes to setting boundaries, the lot of you flooded my emails and DMs telling me I really struggle with setting boundaries. And recently, there's been talk on TikTok about quiet quitting, which is a new term, but not a new concept. So in this episode, I'm going to be super real with you about the struggles that I've experienced with boundary setting, quiet quitting, and bringing you that motivation and shift to get you empowered to stay consistent and authentic in your teacher and personal boundaries. So let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a teacher community reviewer of the week shout out to at SJM 626, who left a five star review and said, this podcast is fantastic. Every teacher feeling burned out should give it a listen. I'm not experiencing burnout, but I am listening to keep my resiliency strong and to prevent future burnout if possible. She has so much knowledge and I love how real she is and she's still in the classroom too. I am super excited for more episodes. And I've got to say, these types of reviews are so encouraging and so inspiring. I am so proud of teachers who are taking that initiative to avoid burnout and remember how resilient they are when in challenging teacher situations. I want my experiences that I continuously experience in the classroom to be shared with you guys too, because I want you guys to know. I'm not some magical unicorn teacher. I am still in the classroom and I do still experience those unique challenges of teaching that we're presented with right now. That's why I started these teacher pep talks so that you can see that I'm not just full of knowledge but I also have to actively work towards not burning out. I have to actively shift my mindset on these hard days, and I want you to know that you're not alone, and I'm here to support you all. So if you're listening along with the podcast, please, please, please make sure you click that follow button on your favorite podcast player and leave a review, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram so I can tell you how amazing you are for supporting the podcast, for investing in yourself, and chat with you about your teaching experience. Seriously, I am on a mission to support educators and provide actionable ways to combat burnout that we experience. And your reviews and shares help those other educators find it if they need it. And speaking of being real and you're not alone, I want to start out by sharing an experience that I had recently with boundaries before I bring you that pep talk, that motivation that you need to start setting your boundaries without that struggle. So I was scrolling TikTok and much of corporate world and teacher TikTokers are discussing quiet quitting. And for whatever reason, that term just really struck me as negative and kind of offensive. I guess because the word quit is in it and somewhere in my belief system, I feel like quitting is weak. I'm not sure. But it immediately had me on the edge of my seat, just imagining teachers whispering to their superiors that their time as an educator has ended. And if you've followed me for any amount of time or know me in person, I am not for telling people to quit. I am, however, for telling people to use their resilience to make informed choices for their own individual path. So because I am who I am, I started reading into this idea because it's super trendy. I'm like, That's not at all what quiet quitting is. It's not a new thing. It's a response to hustle culture and burnout where employees are quitting those above and beyond tasks. It's simply setting authentic boundaries to support your time and energy. And to give you some backstory into this, I was once a special education coordinator. I've written policies and procedures for the entire special education department. I've been over and above special education protocol in my past position. But when my first daughter, Adeline, was born, I realized I really didn't have the time to invest in her and my family. So I left that position and went back to being a special education teacher to release some of those responsibilities and focus on being a mom in my after work hours. So fast forward to now. This school year in my department, we have four new special education teachers in our school. And I've been in this school for the past seven years. I've seen what works, what doesn't, and I know the specific protocols our school has. However, being that three of the four new special education teachers are also housed in what we have so lovingly named as our dorm or our open office space, There are a lot of questions about how things are run or what to do in specific circumstances. And I want it to be said, I am all for helping others. I truly enjoy my new coworkers, and I think that they are all outstanding professionals. But when things have gone awry, a schedule is not properly done for a student that's not on my caseload or in my classes, or there's a question about lengthy procedures, I've had to do something that's really hard for me and just release that because the time that I'm contracted to work is for the students that I'm responsible for. I'm not the department head. I'm not paid the extra stipend to ensure that things are done properly or that the new teachers have checklists or resources to understand the procedures for tasks. I'm the special education teacher. I'm not compensated for my mentoring unless it's specific circumstances of a student teacher or consulting through teaching mind, body, and soul. So if I have lesson plans to complete, IEPs to write, or students that I had to serve during my contract hours, even though it's sticky and muddy, I have to let those people who are paid that extra money handle those questions and concerns. I have to direct my amazing colleagues to those people, even if I know the answer or the protocol, because I'm prioritizing myself, my students, and special education compliance. I have to set boundaries that protect my time and my energy so that I can do what I'm paid to do. It's not that I don't want to help support them. I do. I really do. But my planning time is limited, and I know that my family is most important. So if I'm spending time showing them how to do specific tasks on a program or reviewing protocols the duration of my planning time, then I'm not getting the things done for my students that need to which then impacts me leaving contracted hours and impeding on my personal time. That's not what I'm willing to do because I value myself, my expertise, and my family. In those moments, I've trained my brain to take inventory of the time and effort that someone is requesting of me. And if it's something that takes two to five minutes, sure, like I'll help any way that I can. During lunch, I'm happy to talk amongst my coworkers and share ideas or tips. I'm happy to hold that space for them because I do value them as colleagues. But when it comes to my time and my students, those planning times are precious, and I need to honor that in order to honor my priorities. That's what quiet quitting is all about. It's about prioritizing those tasks that are important, your well-being and your values, and everything else should be given to those who get paid to do those things. And I think this truly leads the way to teachers being paid what they deserve and pushing back to the tasks that we're not paid for. I am interrupting this episode for a brief moment to answer one of the biggest questions that burned out teachers have, and that's, how do I make time for self-care and stop overextending myself to the point of burnout? Here's my favorite answer, authentic boundaries. When you set authentic boundaries around four major areas, you're creating balance to avoid overwhelm, manage your time better, and identify your limits. Arguably one of the most important factors to sustaining a career in education long-term, boundaries help keep you healthy, happy, and whole. This is a powerful strategy when done intentionally, and I can show you how in my mini course, Beat Burnout with Boundaries. In this workshop, I will teach you my four-step approach to creating, communicating, and sustaining authentic boundaries that will empower you and build you up rather than burn you out. When you join, you'll get access to the course content, the formula for communicating your boundaries without compromising relationships, and a workbook complete with prompts to follow along and your own personal boundary pattern analysis. The best part? You can work through the content in less than a weekend. What are you waiting for? Head to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash boundaries to learn more. Back to the episode. And I know how scary that sounds, because even though I've never considered myself a people pleaser or any of that, I immediately had thoughts about what if they get angry? What if those who know me think I'm being rude? And like Spencer said in our interview together about boundaries in episode 15, setting boundaries can be uncomfortable. It can be difficult. And when we first start doing something, it can be kind of messy. Someone somewhere may not agree with what we do, and it's not about them. You can still be a good teacher, an effective, supportive, and empathetic teacher, even if and especially when you set boundaries. Because setting boundaries is reemphasizing that you value you. Quiet quitting and setting boundaries doesn't mean that you quit doing what you love. It means doing the job, doing what you love, and the other stuff is minutiae. I want you to think about this, especially for you teachers who are really struggling with putting yourself first. When we have all of these things that we do typically, and then we add prioritizing ourselves and our mental health, it can be kind of difficult because we already have all these things on our already full plate, and there are limited hours in our day. When we add something else to our plate, we're going to have things overflowing off of it and falling out. That's where some teachers start feeling like they're failures, but Something has to give. We have to let some of those things we've always done fall off because they don't support our purpose. They don't feed what we're here to do. They don't meet the needs of our students, our personal lives or us. And that's okay. That doesn't make you a failure. That doesn't mean that you're being a stick in the mud. It means that you're choosing to value yourself. Setting boundaries help you work smarter, not harder. And that's a motto that my coworkers in the dorm and I share. And over time, I've been able to demonstrate to my coworkers when I'm available and when I'm not just by simply telling them where to go for support. Because we can't expect others to know when we are and when we're not accessible, especially if we've always been. We have to start setting those boundaries. And in order to sustain our careers and avoid burnout, we've got to start pushing back. This doesn't mean that we're not giving our best to our students. Rather, it means that we are prioritizing our energy so that we can give our students a teacher who is not burned out. The system of education is built on unpaid overtime and additional work. When we begin implementing boundaries, though, that's the pushback needed to show others how to value us more which is making that change that needs to happen so that dedicated and professional educators stay in this profession and impact our students and our communities. So when you start setting your own individual personal and professional boundaries, I want you to remember this is helping support your well-being and your commitment to the students that you serve. It's not a one or none mentality. It's both. Just because I'm not stepping in and saving the day, it doesn't mean that I'm less of a teacher or a coworker. It doesn't mean that I'm giving up or doing the bare minimum. It means that I'm using my energy and time for what is most important in my job. And if there are those who don't agree with it, I can say to myself, hey, you're using your time for your students. You choose what is important. And even if it doesn't align with someone else's priorities, beliefs, I'm still an effective, empathetic educator. And that's what matters. And I want to remind you that even if it's hard and others don't agree, you never know what teacher is watching. You can be that example in your building or in your community about how teachers should be treated, how they can value themselves, how they can do all those things and still be a good teacher. That can be a massive ripple effect for making that change that we want to see in education. And that's the kind of energy that I am here for. It's okay if you're the pioneer. It's okay if it's hard. You deserve to feel valued and supported, and you can create that movement towards how others treat you. And I want to leave you with this quote from Brene Brown. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. We as teachers deserve to set boundaries and respect. You are a resilient teacher. We're in this together. You've got this. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Teaching Mind Body and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to remind you that you are a resilient teacher. If you're looking for more support in creating a sustainable, individualized self care plan to beat burnout, squash stress, and build educator resilience, check out my online membership and course, The Individualized Educare Program, at TeachingMindBodyAndSoul.com/slash/individualized-educare-program. I'll see you next time.